Coming up on the Bills Dudes podcast, the Patriots dynasty is over, but it didn't happen like you thought it would, did it? Also, Josh Allen, he's struggling. I'll tell you why. And this defense is wrecked. There's not any help coming along. It looks like Bean's not going to make a trade at the trade deadline, but I'll tell you some options the Bills might want to think about looking at. And I'll talk a little bit about next week's game against Seattle. You're going to love this podcast. Bill's Dudes. Oh, and and speaking of dynasties, you know what's a dynasty in the soft drink biz? Pepsi. That's right. The unofficial sponsor of the Bill's Dudes podcast. Pepsi is a dynasty. It's been in our lives for decades. And you know what else it's been for decades? Absolutely delicious. Am I right? Am I right, Pepsi? You know what I'm talking about. Give us a call. Unofficial sponsor, Pepsi of the Bill's Dudes podcast, Pepsi. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the Bills Dudes podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. That song is The Rise of Skywalker from the Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker. Congratulations, Bills. You did it. You vanquished the evil empire. I think it's safe to say that the dynasty is over. Any fear you had, any any reservations about Bill Belichick rising up and taking this team down, almost came true on Sunday, almost. But you know what? I guess that's how this dynasty ends, isn't it? It's not. It doesn't end with us kicking the door down in a forty to three win, a forty five to ten win, a come a twenty one point comeback in the fourth quarter. It ends with a gift, a fumble on the 10 yard line by Cam Newton when the Patriots were in field goal range, hopefully sending that game to overtime and possibly even winning the game in that situation. You know what? Didn't that feel like in the last decade that that was us right there? That was Josh Allen fumbling the ball in that spot? Yeah, well, how the tides have turned, my friend. Dynasty over. Cam Newton gifts us that fumble, and we win. So the Bills are now 6-2, and comfortably in the lead in the AFC East. The Dolphins are a game back, uh, two games back, actually, because we have the tiebreaker. We're in the driver's seat. Now, another note about this game, McDermott finally gets his first win against Belichick. Kudos to him. I mean, hats off to the coaching staff of the Bills. Hats off to the Buffalo Bills. It's a good win. It's a good win. Anytime you beat the Patriots, it's a good win. Okay? So everybody should feel good about this. The Bills went in. They prepared. They had a game plan. They executed it. They didn't have any mental lapses like they did. But last year when we had that special teams fiasco on that punt block, we recovered that onside kick. Everything kind of went our way this game. And you know what? Kudos to the Bills for finally shaking this giant King Kong monkey off their back. 
dynasty officially over. Okay, so let's talk about this game. So the Bills come out. They defer the kick. They stop the Pats. Pats punt. On our first possession, the Bills march down the field and score. We're up 7-0. We're feeling good. And you know how they did it? Running the ball. That's right. Zach Moss, Singletary got involved. Feliciano makes a big difference out there. He makes a huge difference. It looked like that that O-line had a lot of energy, especially in the first quarter. And it looked like we were just going to run the ball all game long. And then some things happened, didn't they? You know? The second quarter was kind of a little slog. Again, Josh Allen had a pick late in the second quarter, and that turned into points. So essentially, we had maybe three points there. What happens is the Patriots get a nice return off the interception. They get a field goal there. And there was a weird situation where McDermott declined a penalty, which gave them five more yards. They almost got a first down, but they gained probably eight yards in that off him declining that penalty. That was a word. That was a word situation. So I don't know. I mean, how do we feel about this game? Do we feel super pumped? Like I said in the last podcast, it's like that Star Wars movie. It's like, yeah, it doesn't didn't feel as good as you thought it would, did it? Yeah. You don't see Brady's grin on TV. You don't see him yelling at people on the sideline or laughing. You don't see Belichick pumping his fist. You know, you don't see all that stuff you really dislike. It's just like, I don't even know who to hate on this team. I don't even know who to root against. You know, I guess Cam Newton, you know, whatever. I don't know. So we got the win. But I don't know. This Patriot team is just its just a skeleton of itself. Belichick came out. He was coaching desperate. He called that onside kick, which a lot of people are saying, you know, they don't know about if, if they would do that there. But I, I kind of liked it. It was 14-14 at that point. They had just scored a touchdown. They would assume the Bills wouldn't be expecting something like that in that situation in a tie game. And he took a chance. You know, he took a shot. I feel like the Pats had to take some shots. I, I think Belichick knew that he was – undermanned and even a lot of talent in Sunday's game. So he took a shot to, uh, to win the game. Kudos to him. He, he was really conservative on a lot of passes. I think they were trying to take the ball out of Cam's hands on third and longs. So he wasn't going to throw a pick and he thought maybe he could grind it out at the end of the game. And you know what? That game plan almost brought the Pats a victory because they were seriously 10 yards away from scoring a touchdown and a fumble away from tying the game and going to overtime. And, and who knows what happens at that point. But, you know, let's talk about this team. All right. We're at the halfway point of the season and we're six and two. You don't feel like we're, we have the fourth best record in the league, but you don't feel like this team is the same team that was in the first four weeks, right? Josh Allen is not playing up to what he's been doing. I think he's thrown. Let's see, he had, a, he had a touchdown pass against Kansas City, and I don't remember the last time he had a touchdown pass after that. Maybe he doesn't have one because he didn't pass for one in the Jets game. So as hot of a start as Josh Allen got off to, he has 16 touchdown passes and five interceptions, and the interception numbers are going up. The touchdown passes are not, okay? So I think there's something going on with the offense. I think we all can feel that, right? It's obvious. The offense just doesn't feel the same. He's he's not completing 20-yard passes. Steph Diggs has not a lot of deep catches. Um, I think some 
defenses have figured a way to play against Allen and against this offense. And because we haven't been running the ball well, they're going to live and die with us run, running the ball down their throats. And we did it on Sunday. We did it. Singletary had 80-something yards. Moss had 80-something yards, two touchdowns. He looked nice on a couple of cutback runs. And we did it. We didn't necessarily need Josh Allen to, to pull the rabbit out of the hat. But you know what? We're going to need him. We're going to need him down the road. you got to be able to move the ball through the air. And this isn't a league anymore where it's a binary thing, where it's we're going to ground and pound, we're a running team, or we're going to air it out, we're a passing team. No, 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 no. This league, this league right now is all about yards per play. It's what play you draw up against a certain defense, you want to get six or seven yards of play if you can. Okay. I think the average is maybe five something. That's what this league's all about. So who cares about the identity of this team? Are we a running team? Are we a passing team? I heard Sean McDermott say a couple of things that were concerning in his press conference. You know, he was like, oh, that's how you run the ball. It feels good. You know, we're going to have to run the ball late in the season. Why do we have this antiquated philosophy that you have to run the ball in cold weather situations? All right. Po- politics aside, global warming's happening. These games are warm and they're not snowy. They're not these ice bowl games anymore. Come playoff time late in the season. These games aren't these, you know, you're battling the elements. Like it looks like you're a Jon Snow beyond the wall and there's snow and and sleet coming down. The ball's frozen. None of that shit is happening. Okay. This game is all about yards per play yards per play. Okay. Against whatever defensive look they're going to give you, Josh Allen needs to diagnose what that defense is and and make the right read. Okay, there were a couple of times where they drew up a play based on the continuous uh, defenses that the Pats were calling, and he was back there almost flat foot. He had enough time to pull the trigger, and he wasn't pulling the trigger. Okay, which lets me know two things. The first thing is he's still unsure what defense he's seeing, and maybe that's the defense doing a really good job of disguising what they're running. Two, maybe he doesn't have confidence he can make that throw. Maybe they just said, you know, don't turn the ball over. We don't need a lot of picks here. Remember, we're going to win this game if you don't turn the ball over. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if Josh is indecisive with what he's seeing. But if you noticed early on in that game, they ran Isaiah McKenzie in a lot. No, So when you see Isaiah McKenzie run along the line of scrimmage, what he's doing, he's kind of like the canary in the coal mine. He's letting Josh know if it's a zone or man situation. But what the Pats were doing is they were saying, we're not going to show our hand. So whether it was man or zone, they were just kind of figuring out who's going to cover McKenzie on that play. And they weren't letting him know. The men were staying still. They were staying in the same spot. So Josh had a decision to make post-snap. And that's one of the toughest things to do in the NFL. That's why Brady's so great. He can make all the throws. He has one of the sharpest, quickest diagnostic minds of an NFL quarterback that we'll ever see in our lifetime. It, it, it is, you're looking at a play and you just think 1.2 seconds later, 1.5 seconds after that snap, every man on that field change and moves and you have to immediately diagnose what's open, what defense it is, where the ball should go. And Josh is still going through it. He's still a young quarterback, but that's an important part of this game. So teams are going to keep disguising their defenses until he figures it out and makes a decision. Now, Along the way, he's going to make mistakes. You can't fault him for throwing interceptions. You can't fault him for making the wrong choice because he has to learn by fire. 
trial by fire. He's going to have to graduate from the school of hard knocks. There will definitely be more interceptions to come. But, you know, this offense is still kind of, you know, hit, let's just say a little speed bump because it's still doing well. We're still moving the ball. But the air game, the passing game needs to come back. And whether we just have to keep running the ball to open that up and bring those defenders up in the box, I mean, they're playing a lot of cover three. They're playing a lot of zone looks. And they're just saying, if you can run the ball, run the ball. And they're hoping Josh is impatient and he throws a pick or he makes the wrong read. You know what? We're going to, we're 100% going to see those looks come playoff time. Those teams are going to do the same thing. So, this team has to figure out what they're going to do in those situations. You know, you can you can run some wide receiver screens. You can run some quick slants to Beasley right in that zone coverage there in the middle. Um, that's what that's for. You can run a tight end over the middle to drop behind the linebackers. That's another bucket throw that Josh can make. And that's how we're going to have to fix this thing. Okay. But the last couple of weeks, I mean, if you look at some of the teams that we've played and how they've done the last couple of weeks, for example, Okay, the Titans got smoked by the Bengals. I didn't see what happened in that game, but they were never, they were never in that game. And the Bengals rang up like 31 points or something like that, you know? And that's that's a Titans team that we hate, didn't score 20 points on. That's a Titans team that gave up 30 points to the Jaguars, okay? So something's up there, all right? And, okay, let's talk about Kansas City. They have a good offense, but, I mean, you, you know, they have weapons. We have weapons. They were scoring at will on the Jets. I mean, they scored 30-something, 30, 30, 40 points on the Jets. They were just throwing the ball up and down the field, and, and Mahomes was hitting bombs and whatever. So I don't know what's going on with the offense. And while while Josh has been a little hesitant, he's looked like a different quarterback these last four weeks. And I don't know what he's going to do to change that. I don't know what the offensive coordinator is going to call it to change it. Because you know what? They've showed their hand. Now you have to change. Now you have to evolve. This is what the NFL is all about. It's week eight. This is what our team is. Okay. We've been inconsistent the last four weeks. It's got to change. You got to pivot. You got to make a couple tweaks here. Okay. It's got to happen. But I like what I've seen from Singletary and Moss. It's finally those guys are running with a little bit of authority, a little bit giving them the business. And that's a real positive to take away from this game. But, you know, John Brown, nothing. Gabe Davis, nothing. Steph Diggs, you know. He, he did okay. He had like 90-something yards. But, you know, and kudos to, to, to Belichick. Hats off to Belichick. He, he's a defensive mastermind. He knows exactly – he sees Josh Allen twice a year. He knows what he's good at. He knows what he's not so good at. He knows how to confuse them. So, you know, I'm sure that that was in the little, little bit of uh, Josh's head, a little bit in the Bills' minds going into this game. So that was one thing that was, uh, you know, maybe stopping the Bills from, from exploding. But, you know, it's, it's not – they don't have the talent to really – the Bills should have definitely won by 10 points or more. They don't have the talent to hold the Bills down. The Niners ran up 33 points, and they would look like juggernauts against the Patriots. You know, Seattle scored 30-something. All right, teams are scoring. Denver scored what? Denver crushed New England in New England and scored – I think it was all field goals, but they scored 20 points or something, like 21 points. So something's going on that needs to be fixed. I don't know what it is, if it's a mentality or what. But you know what? It's I, I know I said kudos and hats off to McDermott and everybody, but McDermott's got to get it together because I just still think he's too vanilla, too conservative. He he praises these, you know what, we grinded out this game. We 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 showed a lot of heart, we showed a lot of uh, integrity. And you know, these aren't the games you want to mess around with. These games don't always fall your way. 
you got to really snatch this game away and put it in your pocket and put this game behind you. You can't just hope that it's a possession game or whatever. And you feel good about, you know, you hung in there. We had to, we had to have a gift fumble to beat an inferior Patriot team. This Patriot team is not good at all. And McDermott, you know, praises that and, you know, grind it out, do this to that. I mean, we scored 24 points. We should have scored in the thirties. Still, we're still not where we should be. And our defense, let me get into the defense. Okay. It's, it's still a wreck. And when I say still, I shouldn't even say still. It's a wreck. It's not going to get fixed this year. So we're going to be frustrated all year long with this defense. We have Tremaine Edmonds now has a left knee injury. Milano has a pec injury. So he's in an obvious passing situations. He can't play against the run because he can't push a defender off of a block. He can't shed blockers because he's still dealing with this pec injury. We have serious, serious issues at linebacker. We signed Darren Lead to the practice squad. Now, he's been on the sideline. And if this guy had an ounce of talent, even when this expanded practice squad year, this COVID year, he would have already been on a team. He is not, guess what? He is not the answer. The Bills are going cheap. So all these teams I see making moves. The Saints traded for Quan Alexander. The, the Jets traded Avery Williamson. Okay, the Chargers traded away Desmond King, who's a very decent, solid cornerback who could provide his great depth. Guess what? He's better than Josh Norman, and he might be better than Levi Wallace. They traded for to the Titans, who a team we may see down the road in the playoffs, for a sixth-round pick. Teams are giving away players for sixth- and seventh-round picks to shed salary cap and whatever. And we've done nothing, nothing at all. These guys, McDermott, Bean, I don't know how much of this has to do with Bean, but McDermott's in love with these former Panthers, A.J. Klein, Norman, Jefferson, Butler, Addison. I mean, and we're just going to stand pat with these guys. We, we could have had Carlos Dunlap, who knows how to get to the quarterback, who gave us great depth off the edge because we still can't get there off the edge. Again, I liked it how we were blitzing Poyer. Poyer saw a lot of action at the line of scrimmage. We're using him like a Jamal Adams beast back at the line scrimmage, which I love. He's has the athleticism to do it. Keep doing that. But we got to make a move at the trade deadline. I guess before I talk about the defense, I'm here. I am going into the trade deadline, but we, Bean's got to make some moves here because their team's just giving away players. We need some death. We can't be in love with AJ Klein. We can't have an injury to Edmonds or Milan and have AJ Klein out there in a playoff situation covering, trying to cover Kelsey or Andrews or one of those tight ends or matched up in the flats against one of those running backs uh, against Derrick Henry. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And, and guess what? The window's now. The window's now. Okay. We went to the playoffs last year. That wasn't, that wasn't a fluke. The Jacksonville playoff game two years ago, that was kind of a lucky thing. I don't even think the team wanted to go to the playoffs that year. But yet last year was not a fluke. We are here. We are here. Our window is now. We need to make a move now for some defense. We need an athletic cover linebacker. Jamie Collins type player, somebody out there that can do it. Because we're in trouble in our linebacker situation. And teams, like you saw on Sunday, They'll run to that one side of the line, get get a blocker on Klein, and he, when he's in space, he's in trouble. He can't make a tackle against somebody who's superior athletically. He's in trouble. And 
we're having some issues. If I'll tell you what, if that Patriot game went on for another quarter, they were going to win by seven to 10 points because they figured out something and they were running and they were in play action and doing whatever they wanted in the last, in the fourth quarter. They were running. Harris was running all over us. They were doing a lot of play action, and that was all there. And you know what that was? It's a lot to do with our cover linebackers. It's a lot to do with our schemes. Okay? So we need to pull the trigger on something. We need some help. That's the only way this defense can be fixed this year. It's not like uh, Murphy is going to have some kind of renaissance. Epineza is going to figure it out. Hughes is going to go on a tear. You know, he has. he's going to be spotty here and there. But this – we need some help, seriously, because – this team, this defense is a huge, huge liability. And with our offense struggling to score 20 points a game, it's going to bite us in the ass. And I'm really excited. I'm curious to see what's going to happen next week. Because guess what? The Seahawks are a track show. They're the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. They run up and down the field. They have athletes. DK Metcalf is a freak athlete. He's fast as hell. Lockett's the same way. What are... QB, what our CB2 is going to do, whether it's Wallace or if Norman's back or whatever, they're going to shade a safety over to that side. That person is going to be in for a, a ride to hell because we might as well nickname him Toast going in that game because that guy's going to get torched all day long. Okay. Now, what I expect from this defense, and I'll get into it in the preview later on this week against the Seattle team, is to do what we did against Kansas City, but we'll see. But you know, this defense, sure, we had some sacks. We had some blitzes off the edge that the Patriots picked up nicely. But we're still doing the same things. We're still rushing four on a third and 12, not getting there. And then if a quarterback is good, he'll throw a pass of sticks, and it'll be a first down. We're still not putting enough pressure on a quarterback. And you know what? We have to be cheap. We have to sell out that way. If we get burned on a blitz, we get burned. But we don't have a choice right now because our when we're rushing four, we can't get to the quarterback. And that's apparent. You see it every every game now at this point. And our defense is, in again, in the lower half, lower third of the league. And that's going to probably be like that for the rest of the year. So the offense needs to kick it into high gear, and we need to keep scoring. Like I said, two to three punts a game, that's our max. Once we exceed three punts, we're probably going to lose the game. And next week, we better not even think about punting. We better run up and down the field. But, hey – here we are. We're at six and two. The Bills were six and two last year. Okay. This team feels a little bit different. We've kind of taken a step up. We leveled up on our offense, but our defense, I don't have any answers, man. It it's taken a huge step back. And I know there's been some injuries, but with 95% of our starters coming back on D, we're the only person that's missing it, I believe, is Star. I expected more of this defense, whether it's not having the fans in the stands that get that gets the D pumped up. Maybe that's hurt us, but there's some players out there that aren't getting the job done, and I definitely expect more. And I know Edmonds is an easy target. Um, I know Milano's injured. Ed Oliver, where is that dude? Is he on a milk carton? Is he going to show up at a game? I don't see his number ever. I don't see his number called. I don't see him in the backfield. I don't see the same Ed Oliver that I saw in the Dallas Thanksgiving game. Don't know where that dude is. Trey White, does he have a pick this year? No. They're probably not throwing the ball his way. Fine. Okay, so he escapes blame in that situation. But Micah Hyde, Poyer, those guys, I mean, they, these teams are clearing out the middle of the field, 
throwing the ball into the middle field against our crappy AJ Klein coverage linebackers. Edmonds is always down the field on a tackle. I mean, we really need to to amp that up and shore that up. But look, we're six and two. We're probably going to win the division at this point. It's halfway through the year. We have another Dolphin game coming up at home. But, you know, we win four more games. We may be a three seed or a four seed at best. We're going to have – we have a Denver game, a Miami game coming up. We have a another Patriot game. We'll be okay. We have a Charger game. We, we, we should be able to get to 10 wins. We're definitely going to win, win the division. We're definitely going to have a home playoff game. I expect all those things, unless there's just a, an epic collapse, a catastrophic failure on, on the part of the Bills, which I don't see happening. McDermott's solid. He's consistent. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing at this point. But, but hats off to the Bills. We won the game. It should feel good. We buried the Patriots dynasty. They're rebuilding. We're moving ahead. We should have a window for the next three to four years where we're contending at least for an AFC championship, at least to go to the Super Bowl. We're going to be in the class of Kansas City, Tennessee, Baltimore. Pittsburgh's got maybe a year or two left. And that's it. We're going to all be fighting with those dudes. And we need some help on defense. We need a linebacker. We need a pass rusher. Bad. Now, whether we do it in free agency or not, that's that's up to Bean. I hope Bean makes a trade. We have $4.2 million left in cap. Trade deadline's coming up. I don't know if they can pull the trigger on Quinn and Williams. I've been looking like crazy at spot track, trying to figure out how much room we have under the cap to see if we could fit that dude in. I don't think it's going to happen. And I don't know who else is out there, honestly. I mean, Geno Atkins is on Cincinnati. He might be out there. Tomlinson from the Giants you might, might want to kick the tires on. Um, not much else. Fletcher Cox, I don't think the Eagles are going to win the division, so I don't think they're going to trade him. I, I just don't know who else they can they can pick off at this point and get some production out of. But we need some help. So that's it. Six and two. Patriots are done. We won 24-21. We're heading into Seattle next week. I'll have the preview out for you guys on, on Thursday. Have a great week. Be safe. Go out and vote tomorrow. Love you guys. Peace.